Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that has just as much business being in the NBA All Star Game as Al Caruso does. <laughs> it's it's enough. The, the jokes the jokes are are fun in games until he's number four amongst guards yeah, the in Caruso the West. Show Alex Caruso. Yeah, I think we're all in. That's I mean I do I voted for him. I mean LeBron James. I he's allowed to call him the goat. The rest of the, the world like right. come on, shut the fuck up, come on. I mean, I voted for him over James Harden. How pissed would you be if he made the All-Star game and Devin Booker didn't? Oh, my That's God. That's a Sam thing, not Oh, me. my God. <laughs> That's a Sam thing. That's oh. just... It's a cruel ploy by the NBA to keep Devin Booker out of the All-Star. <laughs> hey! Well, well, this is, this, that's why he needs to be traded for Kyle Kuzma. Then he'll get the notoriety he deserves. Right. Well, this thing, you know, if he... if. Booker ever ends up on the East, that's when all the All-Stars go back to the East. It's, and there's always like, a person who segues, who like starts the exodus, or like, alright, Superstar is going this way, alright, we're going back. That's what happened when it was in the East, now they're in the West. You know, you know what those those All-Stars in the West are thinking, man, you know who I want to go play for? The Knicks. <laughs> that is such a sound organization from top to bottom. Not a single issue there. We can turn it around! Good you know, guy. Why would you want to turn well, there's the mecca. The Knicks are already coming out to say that they are going to hire Jason Kidd as their head, new head coach because Jason Kidd coached Giannis in Milwaukee, and Giannis was mad when Jason Kidd left. Therefore, when they hire him, Giannis is definitely going to come to the Knicks in free agency. Sound logic. Sound logic. He's going to have the money, but the only reason that Giannis would leave the Bucks is if they don't do well in the playoffs. And I think that's the only way he leaves, because they're going to pay him. There's no okay, doubt about it. The question it. is, what is that line? Is I, it, I, you I, have to make Eastern Conference Finals? Do you have to make the finals? Do you have to win it all? Where do you think that line is? So they have two years left on his contract, right? Yeah. This yeah. season and next season. Right? they got to make the finals in one of them. At yeah, least you got to make the finals in at least one? Yeah. And if the loss comes, it's got to be a heartbreaker. Or yeah. else, like, you're, you're you're just like, we got blown out? What the fuck are o- we doing? Also, if you lose before the Eastern Conference Finals, neither. You get you got to make the Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals in both of them. Finals in at least one. True. Well, the good thing is... a first-round exit is bad. This, he's the next contract up. No, well, he's, what, up, he's up with, like, a gazillion other people. Well, no, they... they 2020 Summers... They, 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 they redid Middleton, Bledsoe, and... Hmm. I'm talking on the in Bucks. Milwaukee. Oh, okay. In Milwaukee, yeah. he's the next guy up. Yeah. So that team around him is there for the long haul. So any addition, they can make additions, but he, it's not like they're going to lose any free agents of their big players like Bledsoe and Brook Lopez and Middleton, who are have been so good for them. Now they could trade them, but I don't see the Bucks trading them right now. They're what like thirty-seven-six right now or something right. like that. Brook Lopez is the the closest one who would get traded. But that's yeah. not until next season. But I don't her, see hurting, losing Brogdon right hurt because obviously that's a great piece, and Giannis really loved. Playing with Malcolm Brogdon, that hurts. But you know, if, if if they go as far or better, then I think I think it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll also be negligible. I don't know. I I'm not Middleton's a good player. I'm not sold on Chris Middleton. I think Chris Middleton is an awesome system player. But um, I people are hyping him up like he is a top twenty player in the league, and I do not think he's near that echelon. I think Chris Middle Chris Middleton to me. Is right around where Tobias Harris is. Good player, above average, not quite an all star. Good, I, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense to me where they can make the shot. They're not the he's, guy he's to make. He's probably a top 10 shooting guard in the league. He's a small forward. Is yeah. he small forward? Oh, it just seems like a, For his height, he's exactly what you want. He's great on D, great, on, great three point uh, player. 
But like he said, he's not the and so like he's one, not the guy. So they are a one star team. Yeah. Right. But like, that that's kind of been. There's a couple different ways to look at you know how you want your team yeah, to be. Do you want the multiple all stars? Do you want the yeah. one singular sun and then everything to, to rotate around? That's like that they're they're a one star team. But you look at the other teams that have like two three stars. They're better at the other positions. Like Bledsoe and Middleton are better than yeah. your point guard and Frank small Milky. forward on a team that doesn't have them an all-star at that position. So let's take the Lakers, right? Let's put LeBron at either position, point guard. Middleton's better than anything they have at the small forward there. Put LeBron at small forward. Bledsoe's better than anything they have at point guard there. That's because their stars are at wherever LeBron wants to play in Anthony Davis. So while Giannis might be the only star on that team, their role players are better than the majority of role players for the rest of the league. It's like the the equivalent of having a deep bench, you know, except their bench is on the fucking court and they're starters. So that's why they're number one that, in the both, East. Right and they're now. both capable of putting up close to thirty point games. A little more. Cons- I mean, granted, Bloods. You know, I think I think Milwaukee this year. I don't, I don't necessarily know if in the playoffs if they go as far as Giannis goes. I, Bledsoe has been great through the season. It has just been a black hole in the playoffs. I mean, absolutely. Awful the last two seasons. I almost think it goes as far as Bledsoe. If Bledsoe falls back into the cave that he tends to go into in the playoffs, then I think the Bucks' ceiling might be the Eastern Conference Finals. But what what, what has been the problem for? Uh, I think Bledsoe is the problem for a lot of people who make it to the playoffs for one of the first times. He was on the Suns for a long time, and before that, he was on the Clippers. And Neither one of those teams went very deep in the playoffs or even made it to the playoffs. So True. making it to the playoffs is a different echelon, and it just gives you the jitters. Coming back again, they're on the same team. He has the same mentality this time, only he's, he's been there before. So I think Oh, he's been there before twice now. I, I so think In the first year, he was shut down by Terry Rozier because Kyrie was hurt. Yeah. And then last year, he just he couldn't make a basket. So I have a fun idea. If, we, if Bledsoe is definitely going to be... What keeps them from getting to the finals, right? Okay. Um, Trade for Devin Booker. No. Oh, okay. You don't um, want him back? Uh, <laughs> I want to trade. <laughs> uh, so, trade him to uh, Minnesota, who wants a point guard, for Robert Covington. And your point guards are now Grant Hill and Wesley Matthews. And they can, run, they can run a little Dante DiVincenzo. And they can run Dante too. there. They can run Giannis there. That's true. They could. <laughs> That's how we got started, really. Right. And so, but um, like, use uh, Robert Covington is exactly what this team needs. That like he he's what every team needs. Can we not have this conversation again? We have this conversation every podcast. <laughs> Robert, Robert Covington, Covington get is off the, the wolves. So we need like, you. Every, every, we can make you can make a trade package for Robert Covington for every team. Oh God, I just so interesting. We're actually watching the Boston Milwaukee game right now. Milwaukee's just taking it to them, fifty-eight thirty-six right now. And a cool stat popped up. There's only been one team to score a hundred plus points every game in a season. It was some the Oaks, the Oakland Oaks, I think, or something like that. Which wasn't even. I don't even think that's an NBA team, but one the. Every, all 42 games this season, Milwaukee scored 100 plus points. You know, it's almost a little surprising that the league that we're in today with how high scoring is that that hasn't already that hasn't happened sooner. Well, I think there are some teams like that did, like did that did those Golden State teams have a game? Like it just feels like they wouldn't have had a game where they scored less than 100 points. Sometimes they maybe didn't need if they to. rested, Sometimes they play, didn't need to. play and Curry, but it just seems like you know, but 
how much they score, like they would have had a game. I can't around. believe the Steve Nash Suns didn't do it. Yeah, they did have a lot. They were just putting up. <laughs> like, they, they, the big thing about the Steve Nash Suns, sometimes, like you said, sometimes the Warriors had a good enough defense that they didn't need to. The Steve Nash Suns always needed to. <laughs> Shit, yeah, that's, I, I don't know what to say about that, but I thought that was pretty cool. It just came up on the screen. Yeah. Um, moving off the Bucks a little bit, going down into the East, just we've been Miami talking Heat. a little bit beforehand. There's really six teams that we... we there's six, six guarantees. Six guarantee. There's really eight. We know we're going to make it, but the last two, seven and eight, we're just not sure why they're... If the, if the playoff system only needed six seeds, everyone else would be fine with it in the East. They'd be like, yeah, that's fair. We give two extra seeds to the West. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they need it. They, they, they do. But yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But like Sam said, to the Heat. The Heat are fucking killing it. They're the Bucks 1.0, I think. They're... Uh, they have a really deep team across the board, and they're all above average. And there's no real superstar yet. I think Jimmy Butler is the closest they have, but Bam Adebayo is probably going to be the better player in the long run. Well, in the long agree? run, that's just Jimmy's older. Yeah. So, so. But but I don't think Bam can be like your stud of the future. I think. Why not? I think we've kind of moved away from like the center being able to be your best player and doing extremely well. But he's super athletic. He is. He's a great passer. He's had. I, 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 I think. I think Joe, I think they're all handicapped. Yes, because Anthony Davis being the best player in New Orleans worked out so well. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I think the. I debatably, yeah, but he can at least play every position, and that's what you're saying with Adebayo's athleticism, the ability to at least guard multiple positions, yeah. is that Giannis can legitimately play one through five. I don't know if Bam can play one through five, at least three through five, maybe two. He can certainly guard two through five. That's yeah. for sure. So I, I have a, I have a crazy scenario for the Heat here. You ready? What's the scenario? All right, so. They trade away Justice Winslow. This is what makes the package uh, worth it. And then salary matcher in Dion Waiters and James Johnson, right? Okay. That's enough. That brings back either Kevin Love or Chris Paul. I I could see the Cavs doing it. I couldn't see the, uh, the OKC Thunder. Right. It was, it was a much better idea at the beginning of the season when we all thought Chris Paul sucked. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you've got if you've got good you've got good good enough guard play out of the Miami Heat. Jimmy kind of runs the show. Dragic's not bad. You got two good shooters in Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. So I don't know if you necessarily need Duncan Robinson can do a, learn a lot from Kevin Love, which might be a, a possibility. I think Sam and I were talking about this earlier. Kevin Love, in my mind, is not going to get traded until at least next season. Next season, I think is his pr- prime time for him to get traded because his contract's going to be. Uh, have one more year on it, and it's going to be a little bit easier to swallow. He's going to be just right about the time where he's going to probably fall off due to age. Um, and I think that's going to be his peak trade time. Anywhere before or after that, I think he's going to lose value, and the Cavs aren't going to get what I think they should get for him. But And the, the good thing for the Cavs and Kevin Love is his contract does the, – the amount he makes does go down. It's like 31, 30, 28 million. Yeah, so it does more, more yeah, which is you know more alluring to someone who wants to 
trade for him. Right. So the Heat, you're, you're thinking the Heat might be on the, the Kevin Love? The uh, Heat could be a Kevin Love or Chris Paul destination, absolutely. Okay. Well, they're doing pretty well without him right now, so yeah. I don't know yeah. necessarily know. Second in the East. Se- I mean, they're, they're seven games back, but... But, all right, so... Of Milwaukee, uh, no, but mind. It doesn't necessarily work. I was going to say, that, that deal works in the offseason. They could just do it next offseason, but James Johnson and Deion Waiter are both expiring contracts, so you can't do the salary matching. Yeah. Well... The Bucks are number one. They're playing the Celtics, who are number three right now, and really making it look like they're number four or number five or number six or number seven or number eight. They are just not looking good. It's almost it, – Well, but who – who, this is a horrible matchup for the Celtics because who do they have that can guard Giannis? Nobody. And it's camp. Daniel Tice. Uh, who is hurt. No, no, and again, that's what that that's why Philly built the team they did. Right. Yep. To Al beat Giannis, this, this, this is the two things that Philly did. They said, "What are we going to do to beat Giannis, and what do we need to do to prevent the guy from stopping Joel Embiid?" So they signed the only guy who stopped Joel Embiid in the playoffs, Al Horford, <laughs> which also helped them be bigger and a more better able to defend a team like the Bucks. Now, I think Philadelphia only was as far as their three point shooting goes. That's why we saw them beat the Bucks a couple night a couple weeks ago because they shot amazing from three, and then so they you know some, they turn around and just can't shoot and get blown up. On they the have some decent three point shooters on that team, and um, it's not Kurox, but what's the your Kormaz? Kormaz, Kormaz, um, Josh Richardson's not bad. Embiid's actually one of their better shooters. And Harris isn't bad. He's not. He's on a bit. Um, he's on Warford's a lot of historically not bad, but he's not shooting well this season. He's, he's also much. His volume's down. He's right. not shooting a lot. I just you know I think I think shooting is is what the seventies is shooting so, the play, overall playmaking in the half court offense. So I want to talk about Ben Simmons shooting because what shooting. Right, and here's what I think. So, sort of what we were talking about in an earlier podcast about how um, Bam Adebayo gets five hundred dollars every time he shoots in a game. Yeah. Um, I think the way Brett Brown should handle this is obviously Ben Simmons knows you can't. He's too good and important to the team. You can't bench him, right? Can't do it. But what you could do is make him come off the bench. You, you could still play 35 minutes a game, but you're not starting. So you Carmelo Anthony in the situation. Right. And so if you want to start, shoot a three. You don't even have to make it. Every If you shoot a three this game, you start next game. If you don't shoot a three this game, you don't start next game. So would you like how, – how long would you wait to put him in? Would it be like uh, – You'd wait till first rotation. First rotation? Okay, yeah. So it wouldn't be like – No, it's not It's not like a call a timeout after the, after tip-off and put him in. No, you, gotcha. you wait till first rotation. Hell, get the guy, the uh, bench players some good, some good minutes against right some starters. That was right. But so you might start in a, in a hole, but everybody knows it's well. They're in the sixth seed, so they really can't afford to do that. Sure, they can. Cause really, the seventh seed's not going to catch them. Seven seed, six games back from them. Okay, no. yeah, no, the man, no, no. It's <laughs> okay. Well, there's 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 the Bucks are going to be number one, and then two through six are question mark. Seven and eight are a question mark, and then everyone else. So yeah. as it stands right now, the 76 would be playing the Celtics, which as a matchup, they're probably pretty up there. They'd be okay with. Right. Uh, although the Celtics and the Raptors and the Pacers and the 76ers are all within a game. Uh, I think as long as they don't play the Heat in the first, or the Bucks in the first round, they're okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're just trying to stave that off until I, yeah, the, the, the Eastern the, Conference the matchup, Finals if possible. The matchup I would like, because it'd be – Chippy as hell would be Heat Sixers because that's that's already been chippy this season. Yeah. That would be a fun series because Jimmy was obviously there last year. Oh, that'd be 
That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a fun series. Fun series, and that might come down to who gets Game 7 at home if that was that matchup. Yeah, but honestly, I'm not convinced that the Raptors aren't going to shoot up here in the next couple games. No, they uh, they have the fourth easiest schedule the rest of the season. And they just made it the they, toughest part without their best player. Yeah. Without their best what player the and without half their Half role their guys. team. Yeah. Marcus Saul, Dw- uh, Dwight Powell, um, or Norman Powell, sorry, Norman Powell. Norman Powell, um... OG Ananobi was been his Lowry was been out. There's Fred Van Fleet, he's out, right? Yeah, Fred Van Fleet's out. Who the fuck are they playing with? Uh, Chris Boucher. Who? Patrick McCaw. Okay, three-time champ Patrick McCaw. Okay, now it makes sense. Three-time right. champ, now two minutes a game in garbage time. All right, that's... I, can't, I, I think we got to put Toronto as a lock. They still have Patrick McCaw. Oh, shit. Here it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> if Toronto does win again this year, I genuinely want the Cavs to get Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw's jersey, I will buy it, no questions asked. They're Toronto's like, who's jersey you want? You know exactly who's I want. Patrick McCaw. Patrick fucking McCaw. Toronto's McCall. not winning it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening. Oh, my God. But that's crazy. So, the Raptors are number four with 26 wins. Also, 26 wins. Pacers and 76ers. So, the Pacers... The Pacers are doing super well, too. Malcolm Brogdon's playing great. Oh, um, he, he just came it. back. Sabonis, Sabonis, Sabonis is playing great. Oh, Depot's back end of this month. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I don't know how that... Remember last year when they played better without him until the playoffs? That's the thing. In the playoffs... Crunch time, they need all the That's when they need they, they, Isn't he like the, the most clutch player in the league last year? It was one of he, either or him two, or Kyrie. Maybe, maybe two years ago when he actually played the full season because he had because he pushed the pushed the Cavs to seven. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was awesome. No, but definitely going to be on a minutes restrict, restriction to start. I no doubt about that. Remember, what, but, remember when people were convinced that Thunder won the Paul, Dr- Paul George trade? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, <laughs> I have I have worth mentioning that Dale still says that they did because, because just just wait. Everything they fucking got. Yeah. Just oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. When, and it's, you, when you have what six first round draft picks? Yeah. And Shea goes Alexander. Uh, have you ever seen the timeline of what? The Clippers got for uh, blowing up Lob City. Yeah, like combination yeah. of Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Like holy shit! It's yeah. you know there's there's some some merit to blowing up a team, right? Which uh, kind of yeah. brings us down into that seven seven seed area. Magic. I really don't, I don't know what the they're Magic doing. Might have to blow it up. Um, I think I think they should look into moving uh, Mo Bamba and Aaron Gordon. Mo Bamba, Aaron Gordon. Uh, because they have Vucevic and Isaac at center. Aaron Gordon doesn't fit their scheme because he doesn't provide enough spacing. I think they need to look into getting more of a stretch for it, and I think they need to um, look into putting more shooters around Markel. Everyone's saying they should get DeMar DeRozan, but having DeMar DeRozan on the same court as Nikolai Vucevic and Markel Fultz is just idea. shit spacing death. Does not work. Yeah. <laughs> the, the San Antonio Spurs shift into the West real quick. They're The only reason that they've been able to succeed in the slightest in the past couple games has been because what do you know Marcus Aldridge has been shooting threes mm-hmm. opening up the floor for oh yeah DeMar DeRozan Mr. Midrange to come yep. in and clean the shit up yep. um, but coming back to the east uh, the magic blow it up or not and eh, we'll see the Nets got Kyrie we, back they got Kyrie back he got a shot of cortisone into the shoulder and now he's playing eh. well Kyrie's already saying they need another two three pieces to be good it's pretty evident so he, yeah. he, he also pretty much told the team he said hey if we're really gonna make this work some of you guys are gonna have to go this summer <laughs> Comes in the locker room on his fucking is, stretches. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, you guys are all Is Kyrie the worst teammate ever? Oh, man. He or Jimmy Butler? We don't know yet. 
I think Jimmy Butler is actually a really good teammate, though. <laughs> I, I think Jimmy Butler gets a bad rep because he, he was put with a lot of young players who didn't want to work. Right. Carl Anthony Towns, Cat, Ben Simmons. Look, look at what he's doing with Wiggins. Bam Adebayo, where he's encouraging Bam Adebayo to shoot threes. Do you think something like that didn't attempt to happen in the Sixers locker room with Ben Simmons? Yeah. And listen, you can put blame wherever you want, but frankly... Jimmy was right. Ben Simmons should be shooting threes. Although, I think it's just Jimmy Butler and young players. He's right. not getting along in the Timberwolves. No, because get Bam, because Bam's young. Yeah, okay. So there was, there was a cutoff. There was a cutoff, okay? High-value t- big players. Like, people who are getting those Mac contracts, like Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. Wiggins, Wiggins wasn't a high-value. Yeah, the contract that he got was high-value, but the player himself, not high-value. But it, it, Wiggins has also had... Issues with accountability and working hard and all this stuff prior to stuff Jimmy Butler even Dame has a problem with right. I, if or I, Kendrick Nunn has a problem with clearly. If I were a um, if I were like a vet on a team, I would not want to have to like look after and mentor Carl Anthony Towns or Ben Simmons all the time in the world, but they both seem like such divas. Yeah, same with Joel Embiid. All the time in the world, diva. Yeah. And I, you're going to hate me for this. Devin Booker seems like he might be a diva, which they need to get him some help. I, I get it. But hopefully when they do finally get him some help, it's not going to be like just, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. He just seems like the player. Maybe. But we'll, we'll get to that. Um, moving on to do, do you think Los- Do you think D'Angelo Russell's a diva? Um, I don't think he – he definitely probably could be. But I don't think he's just the, think, the t- think type of vet at, player. He's still young as hell. He's like 23, I think, 22. I think when you look at him on the Lakers, which granted, it's the Lakers. Yeah, but doesn't help D- 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 D'Lo, at least early in his career, was an absolute diva. He broke up Nick Young and Nicky Azalea. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, think, I think he probably got, you know, maybe a little humbled, if you will, with the team saying, we don't want you, we're shipping you off. to at the time, was a bad Nets team. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he started the rebuild process there. And then, like, all right, see you, boy. Going to the Warriors. And he's like, all right, fuck yeah, let's go. And now they're all hurt. And he's like, what the hell? Well, also, but do you know how bad I feel for him being 23 years old, making hundreds of millions of dollars? I don't feel bad at all. I'm just saying, from his perspective, he's like, god damn it. On a team that next next year is going to be competing for a championship? Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Probably. <laughs> They're going to be in the playoffs at least. Yes. As long as Curry and Thompson are healthy. I, I, th- I think to get to the playoffs, they need to get rid of D'Lo. I think one of the things that everyone took for granted about all those Warriors teams is depth that they have none of. Sure, they have the best stars in the league, but they also used to have crazy depth. Yeah, they did have a really good bench. Um, but going back to the East, who people who don't have a very good bench... Or nine through fifteen in the East. Bulls, Pistons, Hornets, Wizards, Cavs, Knicks, Hawks. Where do you guys want to start? I can't believe the Hawks are the worst team in the NBA. Uh, Barely. uh, Yes. No. Warriors have one more loss. Okay. They've moved up in the world. All right. Go Hawks. Nine and thirty-two versus nine and thirty-three. All right, but like. The Hawks, man. I, I kind of thought they were. I didn't think they were going to be like great, but I thought they were going to be not the worst. I thought that was going to be. I think Trey Young thought that too. I think that was going to be the Hornets or the Knicks. Do they trade for John, uh, Andre Drummond? 
Well, nope, they've stopped talking. I, their defense is awful. The only team giving up more points than them is the Wizards. Mm. Yeah, and the Wizards have, which is crazy to think, because the Wizards are playing with like two broke legs, and they just got Bradley Beal and Thomas Bryant back this week. Dave Bertans also got back, or Bertans. Yeah, Bertans. Bertans. They got him back a little bit ago. He's starting to put up some okay numbers, but they can put up numbers. They just can't stop baskets at all. (laughs) So what do you do? Well, well, Isaiah Thomas is getting more course minutes. Because also, when John Walk comes back, what is he going to do? Play really good defense? No. 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 They'll just never be a defensively centered team. I forgot John Wall was on that team. It's been it's been like two years since the guys played basketball. He's been he's been running around doing some stuff. Let's talk about them trading for Boogie Cousins just like to have him next year because John a John Wall Boogie Cousins team. Well, in that, oh, in that Kentucky. In, in that case, they definitely need to get Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Knight and uh, there's one the squad more. back together. Mike, Kid, Michael Kid, Kid Gilchrist was it Kid Gilchrist? I said there were five for five Kentucky players all drafted in like the first. I think it was in the first round. No, because um, that that's four guards. It was a big man. John... I forget who it was. Anyway, John Wall and Cousins were the big two, and then I think Bledsoe went third. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, then you got the the Hornets, who are way better than we thought they'd be this year. They're already at fifteen wins, which I didn't think they were going to get past. You know, I think. Low twenties is what I had him going. So it's, yeah, I mean it's for that for them you look at it and you're like okay I think we got a good pick and PJ Washington Devonte Graham has been a nice surprise Terry Rozier is playing up to the contract and then you got a bunch of older players like Nicholas Platoon who are coming off contracts so really the Hornets are just amassing draft picks and waiting for those older expiring contracts to they're they're in limbo they're in limbo yeah. Uh, the Cavaliers also in somewhat of a limbo area. They got uh, Darius Garland, who's been Darius putting up really good killing. stuff. He's Colin Sexton is. He's been better. I guess we keep on waiting out because it's not like he's costing us anything. Yeah. But I'm just so. He's got the talent. His decision making. He's just so bad at decision making. <laughs> uh, I saw this thing where uh, it is very possible that he's going to end this year with more block shots than assists. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, here's what we do. Here's what we do. We draft a point guard. I swear. What's so no? Fun. Let's draft Obi Toppin. We actually like this is, realistically this there's is, a chance the Cavs get. But this yeah. is this is such a heavy point guard draft. It's like there's such a good chance the Cavs draft a point guard. Yeah. And it is. It, it's bring it's, off the bread. It's bring like the, the Sixers drafting three straight centers. It's just like the Sixers draft three straight centers. They went. They went. They went. Oh, Embiid. Noel. No, it's Noel. They drafted three straight centers. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Why not? Trade one of them off. Get some stuff. Yeah, I mean, but that's the difference between the NBA and the NFL. You know, NFL is a lot more draft position. NBA is like you just take the best talent available right off the bat. You know, once you get deeper into the draft in the NFL, then you take the best player available. But that's why you see quarterbacks being taken over. Yeah. Over your stud defensive ends every year. It's because that's what the team needs. Versus, you know, like, this player is obviously the best player in the draft, so we're going to take them. Yeah, they're really not thinking about what we need. It's more about what we can get. Yeah. Which... Because cause there's so much more trading that happens in the NBA than in the NFL. Right. So much. It. I love it. 
So, but not really this year. The trade happened today. No. Well, with the amount that, of trades that happened over the summer yeah. and last year, yeah. there had to be a low. And I, we're, we're, I, think, I think two summers from now, the big free agency thing, we're going to see a lot of movement there, too. It's going to spike. A lot. It'll spike again. So, um, yeah, I don't even gonna, want to talk about the Knicks. So, let's not. We can kind of merge into the West here with the trade that happened between the bottom team in the East and a middle-of-the-tier team. Towards the bottom of the West. Uh, <laughs> Alan Crabb was traded from the Hawks to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Jeff Teague and... Some guy Graham? Some guy so, named... Uh, uh, Devonte- it wasn't Devontae It wasn't Devontae. Some guy named... Something Graham. Travion Graham. Travion. Travion. Oh, so, I've been seeing this thing. That trade to me in a vacuum makes no sense for... Um, for the Timberwolves? For the Timberwolves. But it sounds like that they're working on moving to get another ball handler. But in the meantime, who's their point guard? <laughs> Who? Uh, the Timberwolves. Uh, They've been actually starting Jarrett Culver point guard. Teague's okay. been coming off the bench. Interesting. Wow. Teague's been playing better than Culver has, but yeah, right now they're they're playing Jarrett Culver. Interesting. At the uh, point guard <laughs> recently. Honestly, this cat still out. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Teague gone. Jake Lehman. Tem, uh, Travon Graham. How does it say Jeff Teague's still there and Travion Graham is there? Uh, oh, they sent Travion Graham yeah. and Teague together. Yeah. Okay. Alan Graham, so they got in return. Jordan Bell. Robert Covington is their only other player that they could probably trade. Josh Gokey, he'd uh, be good. Go- Gorgie Dang is a great salary matching piece because he's an expiring good, good lord, how many more teams do you be paying that player at the same time? Oh my god. <laughs> I, f- I feel like we're up to four. Get that man's now. agent a freaking prize because holy cow. <laughs> uh, there's, there's nothing. I'm pretty sure the Bulls, the Lakers, and the Timberwolves are all paying him money right there's now. There's nothing I want more in my life. Than to like get stretched on a contract. Guys, guys, all of these players have like basketball photos except for Jordan McLaughlin, who's a point guard, like maybe third string, who's just playing a guitar. I don't think that's really him. I think Google fucked up. I, I basketball player Jordan McLaughlin. What? Jordan McLaughlin by Jordan McLaughlin on Spotify. You can buy. It. I think there's also uh. Yeah, because there's a dude, IMDB, Jordan McLaughlin. Hey. So okay. He's a jack of all trades. A little right. musician, a little actor, a little NBA player, you know. He does it all. He's like LeBron. Unbelievable. But the fucking Timberwolves, man. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I guess, guess we'll start at the bottom then and work our way up. So we kind of talked about the Warriors, Kings. Well, I guess the big thing with the West is the Warriors are the only team. It's a 1-14 through 14 can make that, the that, playoffs. That are not going to make the playoffs because the Kings are second last, but they are only, let's see, they are only four, four games, games back of the 8th seed. Four games back from the 8th seed. And right now, so... They are four games back. The Pelicans are four games back. The Timberwolves are three and a half. The Suns are two and a half. The Blazers are one and a half. And the Spurs are one game back. They're literally showing Clay Thompson playing basketball right now. In a Warriors uniform. But no, he's not He's not playing. No. He's hurt. He's hurt. Well, they also have the like most legit excuse ever where like if anyone were to like question it, be like, well, we felt bad for rushing Kevin Durant back too quickly next year, so we're being extra careful on this one. Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but anyway, we got a crapshoot for the. Realistically, you think in the seventh so, in so, the eighth? Maybe? So let's start. Um, yeah, I think the top six are locked. Top six. The top six are Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Clippers, Rockets, and Mavericks. Mavericks are three games ahead of the Thunder, mm-hmm. who are playing some pretty basketball. I like, right now. I like the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies uh, are. I think. If I were to take guess which eight make it, I think the eight in right now make it. But it's so hard to look at the Spurs and the Blazers and think of like the Spurs history and the Blazers having Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and just not think how can you exclude them? Because coming into the, the coming into the season, are so good right now. Coming into the season, were we not saying like Trailblazers? All right, you know we see them probably four seed, four or five du- in the West. Double check me. I believe oh I had God. them out in my predictions. Uh, who? Uh, Blazers. Check out my preseason pr- predictions. I believe I had them out. Um, so, as far as Kings, um, I this, this is where I'm going to go ahead and say it. this is my bad because I was I was all on. I was like, Dwayne Dedman is a great signing. I love the Dwayne Dedman <laughs> signing. Um, I was wrong. Um, Corey Joseph, the, the signing looks a little questionable now, but... You have the Blazers as a six seed. Yeah, ah, damn it. 46 wins, losing in the first round. So who did I have out that was in uh, last Mavs. year? Mavs. And OKC. And OKC. Mavs and OKC. So you predicted the... Because you had the Warrior. We all, I mean, we all Warriors had the Warriors. Warriors in the Blazers. We had Warrior, and you had the Pelicans in. Yeah. Um. But, so, Ooh. what do you think they can move... If they can move Dwayne Dudman, what type of player do you think they can realistically get back that helps them? Um, I think with Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley, they're good at bigs. Um, oh my god! Th- it's <laughs> they're so bad. It's their three. It's like their wings. I think they're a little weak on. Because mm-hmm. um, they have they have like Buddy Heal Buddy Heald's a two, Bealitsa's a four, and I don't. Could they know. could they get Reggie Bullock out of, um, out of New York? New York. Bogdan, De'Aaron, Buddy, Marvin Bagley, Gary, Harry Giles, Kyle Guy. Uh, Nima, it's their three. Belica, yep. Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, Trevor Reza, Yogi Ferrell. Rashawn Holmes has been having like a career year. Rashawn Holmes is fucking killing uh, it right now. He did well so just because Marvin Bagley, Harrison and Barnes, and Ariza Dwayne are Dedman. the only small forwards on the roster. Yeah, Dwayne Dedman obviously was not <laughs> not a great fit there. Plus, Harrison Barnes should be playing the four. Really, yeah. you think so? Yeah, he's he's too slow to guard threes. Okay. That makes sense. He's so, small. He'd be a small four. He's like six, eight, six, nine. He's six, eight. I mean, really? I, I think I think you're right, Sam. With I think the three okay. would be the best spot. Um, but so what? What types of what types of wings do you think you can get for Dwayne Dedman? Dwayne Dedman is a stretch five. Other teams might actually need him. Um, who, do you think? Do you think you get? Nah, it's redundant. Uh, oh my god, okay, yeah, 34.9%, percent It'd be nice to grab, like, a Torreon Prince player, but yeah. having him in the, the Nets is kind of redundant with Allen and Andy Jordan and Claxton. Because none of them can shoot, though. But you don't need four centers on a roster. Right, so why'd you sign DeAndre Jordan? I don't know. <laughs> well, and he's still on contract. They're not, that's... Right. They're um, not going to do that. Uh, what about if we could get... Um, what if you could send him to the Clippers for, like, Garrett Temple? They do need a center. Yeah. Um, what if you could send him to Boston for, like, Romeo Langford? 
It's a point guard. Um, he's built like a shooting guard. He plays point guard, but he's like six six. Yeah, but he doesn't play like it. He, he's not a good enough shooter. God, he was not. I really. He was not. He was not a really great. I expected so much more for the Kings. I had them in the playoffs this year, man. Fucking ass. I don't think they're far out. They're only four games, and I think they just have a couple things to work out. Yeah, they they have a big. They got to do a lot before the trade deadline if they're going to do anything, and that's closing in. They're less. Well, also, Marvin Bagley and De'Aaron Fox have both been underperforming, so if they regress, well, underperforming and not playing because of injury. Like, I still don't think Bagley's back yet. He is. Is he? He is. Why He's not? actually doing pretty well, um, but they need some help. They just they need some help. They're also, they're at best, I can see them getting to be the 9 or 10 seed. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. Just with what they've got right now and the amount of work they'd have to do, I see the Pelicans above them right now making the playoffs before, before I see them making it. And uh, that's... Even that's a stretch, for, for sure. Because might as well start talking about it. Zion Williamson. He's, he's back. He's, he's not back yet. Don't. He, he, the 22nd against the Spurs, or that's what they're saying, the 20s. His season debut is going to be? was supposed to be today, TBH, but uh, got pushed back. So, yeah, we'll be waiting to see him uh, come and perform. I asked you guys this earlier in the week when we heard that he was coming back. Do the Pelicans make the playoffs with Zion? No. Sam says no. No. I, I think if they were – if they're in the playoffs now, they could maintain it. I'm not sure adding him. Cause it, but he's, like you he's said, gonna, they're only four games. You said the but, Kings could make it. They're right, only four games he's got to get his sea legs. they got to figure out who they are with him in. It's not like it's not like they've ever – the Kings have – they got half a season have. to do it. Right. 42 games. Right. 42 games to make up four. Well, 43, actually. They still are down a game. Um, but – Half a season, you could do it. Look at Sean Moran. Sean Moran's thriving at mid-season right now. Yeah, but he didn't start out front thriving. Correct, correct. I'm going to say they're going to be doing meh for a little while. I think if they can still hover in that, you know, uh, let's see here. They're at the 13 seed, but they're tied in wins with Timberwolves, who are the 12, and a game behind the 11 seed, the Suns. Was it, how close it is right now, I can't count them out. I could say... I mean, I can't count them out, but I don't think they will. Like, if you ask me, do I think they may, I say no. Um, Alright, how about this? If they're in, who's out? I'm going to say the... Grizzlies are out. Yeah, Grizzlies are the first ones. I think the Grizzlies? Oh, yeah. TV. Which, Jaws doing great, doing great things, but again, you know... Somebody's going to be out to, to make the Pelicans go in. I'd well, say it'd be the Grizzlies. But like the Grizzlies aren't just Ja, right? Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing great. Jones Allen Jr. is playing great. Dylan Brooks is playing great. Uh, Brandon Clark is playing great. It's a like, good five-team lineup, but then their bench is too weak. Whereas I think the uh, Pelicans have a little bit stronger bench. Okay. It'll be interesting. I think that that might be the most watched game. That is that game even televised. Against the Spurs. Spurs. If it is, it's the most watched game of the year, I bet. At least in the regular season. If the NBA doesn't flex it to being televised, they're dumber than I thought. I'll I'll check it real quick. Let's see. The Spurs game. So, who are the Pelicans playing? Televised. Oh, my God. Who are they playing tonight? The Pels, they are playing Utah right now, and they're down two at 
have uh, five minutes left. In I guess I get why they didn't play him tonight, because, like, who wants to watch the Jazz Pelicans? Well, the Jazz are doing well this... What the fuck? I don't know. Fuck. You'd think. You'd think. All right. So, Timberwolves think we kind of talked about them. Unless Carl and eight Towns gets the stick out of his ass, comes back and plays, they don't have a chance at the playoffs. Sam... How do you think about your sons? Uh, um, if I were to take a bet, I'd two and say they'll make it, but I can't rule them out. Two and a half out. Um, I especially, I think the Suns are going to make moves at the deadline. So what? I think, yeah, they're, what trying they to, I think they're trying to get rid of Dario Saric. Yeah, he's been garbage. Right. Um, and but Sam was so high on him at the start of the season. He's actually pretty underrated. He's actually yeah, great. Yeah, if we can find the find the old clip of Sam praising Dario Saric here. It was Aaron Baines and Dario Saric. Aaron Baines, two and Aaron Baines has been incredible for them. But they're what starting, they're starting him and Aiden right now. Right. Uh, is, they stopped doing that. Did they? Yeah. They, Aaron Baines. They figured out they just can't afford that. Uh, it, it, shooting. It, it's it's fun. It's works in certain lineups. Um, but I. So, so I think that I think they move Sarich. I think they try. Uh, move the Suns Stan- try to get Kevin Love. Um, they might. I think they move Stanley Johnson to um, to per, as salary filler. And I could see them throwing out um, what, uh, what's his face? Uh, their draft pick this year, uh, Cam, uh, Johnson. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Um, yeah. as a sort of a incentive or a piece. Um, targets I see them going after are uh, stretch fours. Um, and so Kevin Love is on the table. Um, but I'm not sure they are willing to give up the defense there. Um, I could see them going. I could honestly see them going after Dwayne Dedman. Um, Sam still on this Dwayne Dedman train. Um, I, off it. I could see them going after. Um, uh, I earlier in the season could have seen them going after Desmond Sabonis when I thought that the uh, Pacers might let Lebonis, Sabonis walk instead. And of at this point, they're letting one of them now, go. It's going to be but now Turner. it's Turner who's going to go, and I don't think that they can have Baines, Turner, and Aiden on the field floor at once. Yeah, um, yeah that's rough. But, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, I think they're definitely going to target some uh, target shooting at the four. You were saying they were a dime a dozen today. I don't I don't think there's that many stru- stretch fours. Um, Trailblazers are next. Which, what are they doing? I think they just beat the the Rockets, which gives me hope that they can, you know, produce. But they did it in such a way that was like, where was that? Where? What? Are they the same? They're they're a lot like the Jazz in the sense that the first half of the season they do poor, and then they come through and rally, and they have a strong second half, which is good for the team. But All right, if well, they're really going to do it with Melo, I'm color me shocked. Hold on. Before, before we say that, I did come up with the perfect trade target they should be going after. Who's they? Uh, Suns. Uh, two second rounders for um, for Tons. I think it's going to take more than two second rounders to get Bertans. Okay. That's just me. I, I, I mean, I, just, I really don't think second rounders mean a lot in the NBA. But, you, with, you, with the amount of teams just throwing around, it's petty cash. Yeah. To them, I, I don't. I don't think they put a lot of stock in second rounders. I think it's enough to sweeten the deal because the other team's like, oh, then we're going to trade the second rounders eventually as well. Like I feel like second rounders just get traded from team to team just to kind of like make it look better, but then they just trade the second rounders later. Right. So yeah. I think I think it may 
may take a little little more than just two second rounders. Well, but I, um, Bertans is on an expiring deal, and he's probably going to get more money next year, and Washington can't pay that, or Phoenix can. And so, unless there's another higher bidder, Phoenix can say, let him walk for nothing or take two second rounders. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, in Bertans' Wizards contract on Google, one league executive told NBC Sports Washington his best guess is three years for 51 mil. It, Bertans can be signed for closer to 15 mil per season, then it could easily be justified. With Ian Mahami's $15.5 million coming off the books, Bertans could simply just take his place in the payroll. All right. He wants to stick with the Wizards. He's getting good minutes, and he's a good shooter for the Wizards, which yeah. they need. You never know. Uh, I'd like to see him go elsewhere because I don't really enjoy watching Wizards games that much. I actually kind of like watching the Wizards because there's no defense. <laughs> two kinds of t- two kinds of fans. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Trailblazers, uh, Hassan Whiteside. He's been, you know, at the beginning of the season, everyone was kind of doubting him and not doing very well. He's been, you know, doing okay. If he goes, who plays defense? Uh, yeah, that is their big weakness. <laughs> He's not playing the defense. He, he doesn't play a lot. Of, that team doesn't play a lot. Of but somehow they held James Harden at 13. <laughs> he missed a lot of his open shots, didn't make his free throws, and for some reason James just gets into a kick where he doesn't want to shoot. And That's shocking. It, right? Isn't it, though? And they don't win. They did that when they were playing OKC. He shot 15 to 17 times and made three. Three shots. Hmm. And people are wondering, why did they lose? That's why. Right. Well, I, I think he might have been taking a step back because I think because Westbrook showed out in that game. I think that was kind of like a, this is going to be a Westbrook game. And they're going to win. But why does it have to just be Westbrook? one of the others? It's, it, because it's, I don't know, because it's Westbrook's, Westbrook's first game back in OKC. So. That's fair, but in Portland, the same kind of thing happened. And maybe it's because when if James has an off night, is it... Is Westbrook going to be able to hold it? Is he going to be I the one? I also, I also think there's also bad blood between Westbrook and Lillard. So they were I think chirping, Westbrook man. had more of a more of a right. A, a, I don't know a reason to to really play hard in that game. So yeah. Um, moving on to number nine seed, Los Spurs. Don't count them out. Still no. around five hundred almost. They're just doing Spurs. Things. Seventeen and twenty-two. What oh, do so they do? I like what they changed. That they basically turned Lamar- Lamarcus Aldridge into a stretch five, and let Lamar DeRozan only shoot around the rim. Like I know he's big mid range, but he's uh, he's like the best player in transition right now, and the best player at the rim in the league for over the last ten games, <laughs> um, as far as points per possession. And so he's whatever they're doing, kind of working. So people will adjust, and it'll, but. Yeah, I don't know. With what they have, uh, they don't have the talent to be a playoff team. So if they can squeak in, that really is a testament to Pop. Wow. They could said that last year, too. Right. And they, they squeaked in and almost beat the... Uh, right. Almost beat the Thunder. Or not Thunder, the, uh, the Nuggets. So They're keeping their games close. In, the, in their losses, they keep them close. Yeah. And in their wins, they've had some blowout wins. They haven't really gotten blown out since the Clippers, well, 134 to 109. But since then, they blew out the Grizzlies, 145 to 115. Kept it close with the Mavericks, 102 to 98. Uh, blew out the Pistons. Uh, beat the Warriors only by four. I guess they weren't trying. Lost a close one to the Thunder. 
Uh, kind of a close one to the Bucks, but then they went and turned around in the doubleheader and beat the Bucks. They beat the Celtics, lost to the Grizzlies, beat the Raptors, and then lost to the Heat by like six. So they've been keeping their games close, much like their entire season for the past couple of years. They keep it close and then maybe come out on 500 at the end of the season. So do they make the playoffs? Maybe. Solid, solid maybe. Because we got the Grizzlies with on a six-game winning streak, eight and two in their last ten, holding down the eighth seed. Damn. And they're just they're right now they're getting the best out of all their players. Brandon Clark's playing well. Dylan Brooks is playing really well. Jaron Jackson Jr. is starting to play better. John Moran is. Even if Zion comes back today, I don't know if he can unseed John Moran as rookie of the year. He's playing. He's He's making some some crazy high level passes. <laughs> he's just looking real fun and to watch. People shoot- are calling him a future MVP already. And he's, sh- he's shooting very well on low volume, but it's a good sign for the Grizzlies to be able to see him shooting because I think that was one of the bigger questions coming out of Murray State is how well his shooting actually is. And while it's low volume, he is shooting mid mid to upper thirties on three, which is which is big. He also just always looks like he's having fun out there, like. They, this team is this team's kind of the new kings. They are playing right. really fast basketball. So it's I I haven't really been able to catch up for this game, man, because none of them are really televised, and you just kind of hear about them going. They on. will be next year, but, the, but then all of a sudden, you know, you know, you just see John Moran highlights everywhere, and I I wish that they like could change national televised midseason. I get that you have deals with teams and whatnot, but I wish that like. They scheduled how, like, when teams are nationally televised, like, two weeks out. Right? Oh, yeah. But they were able to do it, you know, they took some of the Pelicans games maybe, off. Maybe you have, like, a set amount of games that going into the season, like, half or, you know, maybe, like, two-thirds of games are set in stone. Like, these are being televised. But then you have, like, 30% of your games, you have leeway where you can kind of choose based on who's hot at the time, what matchups you have yeah. going into that because yeah, exactly. Like, would would all have would all these Pelicans games probably be taken off? Yeah, yeah. Most likely, move to other games. So I feel like if you have some set in stone, but then you have a leeway with a certain amount of games where maybe the networks can choose what game they want to televise that night. Yeah. Or whatnot. I know that logistics wise for the broadcast crew and all that are kind of different because then they have to plan their lives around the schedule. And, so. that, and that's why I said two weeks out. And like for the most part, like there's. Nationally televised games are uh, like every Thursday TNT plays a game, right? And well, they play back. They play two. They play back to back. Right. There's more than two games on tonight. They could pick the best ones easily, easily. And they could they could have done it two weeks in advance. Televised crew. It's not like I'm saying like, oh, I want to the day of figure out which one's better. No, give us. You got time. Like it's fine. Boston slowly crept back into this game, seventy-four to eighty-three, and it was a big technical foul on uh, Eric see what Bledsoe. The foul was? It was Bledsoe fouled the screener Daniel yeah. Tice, who got pushed into, then like fell into Kemba shooting the three, and they called it a shooting foul. Yeah, and, and Tice is playing, which I thought he wasn't, but he's been coming up big, scoring yeah. threes, blocks, Stop, stopping the honest, cleaning it up. Twelve point seven rebounds, two blocks. That's big time, yo. It's, a, it's about all they ask out of him. 
But Kemba Walker's four or five straight free throws right there off the technical foul, and then he was caught uh, yeah. shooting a three, so got three for that. That was a bullshit foul, though. Yeah, it was. It, he didn't even foul Kemba. He fouled Tice, who then fell into Kemba. Yeah. That's not, a, that's not a shooting foul. That's a foul on the floor, but whatever. Moving on to the Thunder. Thunder, Thunder. They are not trash, baby. Yes. I mean, Paul is having the best revenge year I've seen in a long time. And he's enjoying himself. Well, he, right. What he said, He's come out and he said, you know what? People here just appreciate me. <laughs> I'm right. like, I really like that. I'm like, I, I, I get that, man. That's nice. Plus, Shea Gilders-Alexander is proving to be one of the best young guards in the league. I, yeah. Um, Danielle Garinari is doing what he's done the last several years. Very quietly been like a uh, Top five offensive power forward. Steven Adams been just again a consistent center, right. getting you boards and uh, boards and points. Um, They've got some depth. Plus, how many picks do they have? Like all eight? of them. Yeah, they have all of the picks through twenty twenty seven. Years from now, just sitting on a mound, sitting on a mound of picks, just big dicking it. Like, all right, make us an offer. Oh my god, cannot wait. Mavericks after that. So the Thunder are 23 wins, 18 losses. Uh, Mavericks are at 26 wins, 15 losses. They are interesting. I think they've made a good improvement from last year. Um, Luka Doncic is the center, obviously, of attention, and he's pulling a lot of the you know the focus. But he's such a good passer that he's able to do some LeBron James-type shit, drive to the hoop or dish it out to the arc, much like uh, Giannis and um, James Harden when he's having a good night, just his ability to score from anywhere and dish the ball just make him such a hard player to guard. And it's their, their record has shown. 26 and 15. They're doing well. Do they need to make any moves? Um, if they can get Iguodala, it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, Everybody's playing the Iguodala game. Can we? I, I, think the two, I think the two big players are um, the... Uh, Nuggets and the Mavs. Nuggets and Mavs, okay. Lakers, theoretically, yeah, but I don't see... Like, and Clippers. Right, I don't see either of them giving up anything. Right, whereas I could easily see um, Malik Beasley going to the... Hell, what um, about the Thunder, baby? <laughs> Just throw a pick at it. <laughs> but, yeah, but that, that's... But a, he's, that's 30, a, he's 36. Why would, yeah, the why would you throw now? a future asset? Because the second round... If, Iguodala is getting if he gets traded is going to be traded to a team who's more in win now mode. Right. The Thunder are not. Yeah. So, but um, I could see the I could really see the Nuggets throwing the league Beasley at him. or Gary Harris or one of their like gazillion like one of their Gary um, Harris is a pretty dang good uh, defensive player. I don't think they'd want to lose him, but yeah, who knows? Iguodala is a better defensive player, and Iguodala makes bigger shots and bigger moments. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, number five seed. They've been on a bit of a losing streak in the past five or ten games. They've gone five and or sorry, yeah, in the past ten games they've gone five and five. Um, Twenty six and fourteen right now, and uh, the Rockets. Rockets, Rockets. James Harden been on a little bit of a shooting slump from Portland. Yeah, five and, then, and five in the last ten. Before that, he'll be, he'll be fine. Did okay. He's probably going to come out and break out a sixty-pointer game. Just get everyone, everyone, Every, everyone, everyone, how, calm down. He's fine. He's still I shooting remember the rock. How to play basketball. Uh, so here's my thing about the Rockets. I think they're pretty much just as good a team as they were last year and the year before. Yeah. Right. I, I think they had a problem with 
uh, Chris Paul and Harden for uh, right, and you can diagnose that problem however you want, but basically that in playoff matchups, um, <clears throat> you need one of them to take over so that way the other one doesn't have to go. And uh, Harden wasn't ready to give away the steering wheel to Chris Paul, right? That yeah. was a problem. And watching them play this year, I'm not sure Westbrook fixes that problem. We didn't think it would. Right. We said th- we said that they need to learn how to work together. And that has not happened. Right. And I was asking for them to lose some games so that they could realize that and fix the issue. They've started to lose some games. They are no longer the number two seed. They're the five seed, so still not playing the Clippers. All that be a hell of a first round match. Not too, not too scared yet. If they continue to lose, people are going to start asking questions on what's the problem? Why isn't this working? And I think they've asked the same questions, and they start to figure it out. That's the only way I see this thing getting fixed. So hopefully this turmoil, if you will, is going to put them into a better position for when they get in the playoffs. Coming from uh, a Russell Westbrook, now Rockets fan, this is what I'm hoping. So I, I did watch one kind of funny interaction watching the Rockets play the other night. Russell Westbrook gave the ball uh, to James Harden, who was open to the three. And rather than uh, like shoot, he dribbled around a little bit. Got himself open and then shot. It was one of those things where if you Russell Westbrook, you'd be sitting there like, "Fuck you, man! That was my assist. <laughs> like I did the work on that. Why did? Why couldn't you just shoot it, motherfucker?" <laughs> James Harden's much better with three point shooter off the dribble than he is. That's fair. It's coming like off screen or like in transition off a pass. But and you got the Clippers at four. 28 and 13, which has been on an interesting... Uh, well, the other thing is, either Kawhi or Paul George don't play one night. Because Paul George having hamstring issues, and obviously Kawhi load manages every other game. So, they really don't play their full all, no, like, lineup. No, no, no all one's going to have a ton of tape on them when playoffs comes around. That's some Sun Tzu Art of War type shit. <laughs> Uh, I think they need to do what the uh, Bucks have been doing: load manage on the court with minutes. Only play, play restricted minutes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So I mean, they're uh, her. You know, they might. They could. I think they could use maybe an upgrade at center, yep. maybe uh, because because if the yeah. Lakers decide to play Anthony Davis at the five in the playoffs, they are screwed down there. Right. Screwed, and especially if if thirty five point Kyle Kuzma shows Ooh. up, if thirty five point Kyle Kuzma shows up, My- and AD is at the five and LeBron, I Miles no. Turner, Miles Turner to the Clippers, that that works for me. What, what would you give up? Because you you don't have draft picks to well, give up. So what would you, Mile, give, you what, maybe give up? Shamit. What's Miles Turner's uh, contract? I have no idea. Um, look that up for me. I'll look up the Clippers contracts. We're gonna, we're gonna work this one out right here. You're you're listening to it live. All right, I got my menu ready. All right, how much? Miles Turner makes eighteen million a year right now. Miles Turner makes eighteen a year. Eighteen a year. So you could do a combination. So he's on of, his second contract. So you could easily do a combination of Mo Harkless and. Uh, I'm just going to start naming off players that work in that. Jermichael Green, Rodney Magruder, Jerome Robinson. Yeah. You could do Mo Harkless and one of those guys. Miles um, Turner. I could see them doing it to get Jermichael Green. 
You know, I, I think I think it might be something the Pacers are willing to oh, do because clearly the Turner and Sabonis lineup together doesn't work overly well. If they're that high on Gogo Bataze, Sabonis has been outplaying Turner this year. Definitely would be an upgrade. And you know, you could throw back Zubak at right. at them if you wanted to. Yeah. Go ahead, because Harold's probably going to stay off the stay coming off the bench there. But if you have Turner, that's an upgrade. And he spaces the floor better than Zubak does yeah. too. So. I would say it's a possibility. Try and get a. Although I think the Pacers would probably be trying to look for maybe a younger wing player to get out of him, but yeah. Do Michael just, Green's only twenty nine? And I'm talking like young, young, twenty five. Oh, you could package a deal around later, Shannon. Yeah, something a little more around that. I think he's got a little more upside to be the two guard when Brogdon comes off. It'll be the one guy when Brogdon comes out and all the depots there. That's fair. They like the cross-conference right. trade as well, so got to be... I don't know. I, I, I don't see it happening. I think the Miles Turner, if he goes anywhere, it just it's going to be too... Uh, too uh, see, I don't know. I just don't see them moving him yet. How, much, how many years does he have left on his contract? Miles Turner? Yeah. Not sure. I just looked up what is. Earlier in the season, I thought maybe it'd be fun to take him to the Celtics, but Daniel Thie, uh, was it nice. Thies? Thies? He, he agreed on a four-year, $80 million extension in 2018. So, so two years still, into it? Two years? Yeah. So they can sit on him for a while, but... Oof. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think center's by the place they upgrade. Now, the team I kind of want to talk about is the Utah Jazz 10 in a row. Oh, I love the Utah Jazz right and now. And the, so the biggest question I'm seeing across other social media platforms and podcasts is are the Jazz better without Conley? And I think we discussed this a little bit last year too is that the Jazz looked better last year when Donovan Mitchell had the ball in his hands. And you yep. bring Conley onto that team it takes the ball away from Donovan Mitchell. Now, matchup-wise, it might be beneficial to have Conley out there, but right now, the Jazz look a heck of a lot. Granted, role players playing better. Joe Ingles has been playing much better than he was at the beginning of the season. Bogdanovich has been on fire kind of all season. The addition of Jordan Clarkson off the bench is huge for them. But He's been the, the Jazz sport, yeah. look better without Mike Conley right now. They well, Mike Conley did. also has not played one good game. He has not played well. I agree. He has not played well. If we were maybe, getting real Mike Conley, then maybe not. But You know, maybe maybe they just haven't found the dynamic between Donovan Mitchell but, and Mike Conley, but you can't say that Donovan Mitchell is not effective with the ball in his hands. Here, here's my thought. You know, maybe he maybe he's, he's obviously your go-to down the stretch of games. But Mike Conley is a good player for a shit Grizzlies team. Yes, he, he played with them for a long time. He played with them when they weren't shit team. He yeah. played with them when they were playing. They were but yeah, like Greg Ryan team. with Zach Randolph and Gasol. They had a. I, I still like, like, I, I still can't call them a very good good team at that point. Which I understand two C they did fine, but they're not. I no, I, I'm not convinced. And that again was what 12, 2012, 2013, 2013. So that was six, seven years ago. So he's seven years older. So now he's kind of old. So put him as a backup. Put him as a backup point guard. Have him be that punch off the bench and take the pressure off him from being that, all right, we need you That's to make it. That's what they have Clarkson in right now, though. Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson at the two. Put him at the two. Put, put, uh, put, Kyle is only 32. That's getting kind of old. 
I mean, like, he's no spring chicken, but you can still play fine at 32. I'm not, I, I didn't say you couldn't play. Would Put him off the bench. Would you do a Connie for Kuzma? Mm, uh, you'd have to get some pretty, salary matching in there. Pretty, yeah, salary matching. But it's pretty late in the game, I think, to bring Mike Conley, who's injury prone, into the, the Lakers. But hey, they do some but crazy like things. Yeah, but look at that. They're, they're trying to get Darren Collison. Yeah. Who's as old as Mike Conley. Well, Mike Conley also makes $32 million. Yeah, he's making a lot of money. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, so that's why they let, can't, let me see what I can do with the Lakers payroll. It, there's nothing there. Everyone's on, like, minimums. <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I think uh, that may, maybe just you could You of, could do Danny Green, KCP, and Kyle Kuzma. That's uh, not too much, I think. Especially with the way that Danny Green, Danny, Danny Green and Casey Green and Casey Speed have been playing here, Casey Speed's been playing really well. So I, I don't think you can quite get that up. But it was just a thought, just to get a little more ball handling towards the Lakers. But you know, maybe with the Jazz, they just obviously Conley's been hurt, so they haven't had the time to develop their system with Conley and Donovan Mitchell. But I hope they figure it out because it's a it's a fun team and. I'd like to see him do well. Like could, we, could you send Conley? Is there a package you could do to send Conley to the Timberwolves? Probably. They have a lot of people, but I don't think the Jazz would want any of them. Yeah. Other than maybe uh, maybe Robert, Robert Covington. Robert Covington? <laughs> uh, they're kind of set at the four, though, with Bob, with Bogdanovich. Yeah, they really don't need they Of the people who need him, they need him probably the least. Um, you could do. A, no. You could easily do Conley for uh, Wiggins and Rocco. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, That's well, how much Conley's getting paid. Conley's making thirty-two. Wiggins is making twenty-seven. The the, ja- the what the Jazz need is a good two guard. They don't have one. Yeah, at this point, I don't think the Timberwolves would do that. So, all right, move up to. We'll briefly go through Denver Nuggets. Again, just doing Nuggets things. Second to last, Michael Porter Jr. starting more minutes, looking looking pretty solid. Other than pretty, that, they got a lot of sit, Sam. They got a lot of two and threes that they can move if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I think they've got to make a move. Really? Yeah, I think what? they've got to. I think they've got to cash in and get a third option because they don't have a clear. I think they have a clear one and two, and they don't have a clear third. Yeah, it's Jokic, Jamal Murray, and then it's like you know they have just an assortment of players. Is it Michael Porter Jr. Does he develop that quickly? You've got a bunch like Barton and Beasley and Chandler and Harris who can put you put fifteen points up on most nights, but it's like who's that guy who's going to get you like that twenty game or who can take over a game if need be? Maybe. Second in the West, yeah. twenty-eight and twelve. I don't yeah. know if they need that. Well, but regular season's cute and all. I'm talking about getting through a playoff series. Getting through a playoff series, I, I see do, that. Do you think built as they anybody they get right now is going to be that guy well, who gets into the playoffs? But series. Do, do you think that built as they're built right now, they beat the Lakers in seven? I don't think they beat the Lakers in seven. I only think that they beat the Clippers in seven. And Denver. frankly, I think the Rockets can outshoot them. Right. The Jazz would be a great matchup. I think that'd be really, really interesting to watch. Arguably the best offense, one of the best offensive centers in the league, especially in terms of passing versus the best defensive center. Yeah, fair. Um, um, I, I, honestly, and you I, got two stud stud guards, Murray versus versus uh, Mitchell. I could see the Nuggets the taking out the Rockets. I could see them beating them. Um, I could see it too. I think Did that, that Kevin Love destination. The Nuggets. Hmm? 
Uh, we get back a couple of two guards, maybe Jeremy Grant. Also, Paul Millsap's hurt right now, so... Right, true. Even, even with Alvin Paul Millsap, I still don't think they beat any of those teams in seven. I don't know. I, I'm not counting them out. They've got I just a lot of young talent right. that I think they're going to wait to develop, and getting rid of them for a shot at the title... Just for like this season, I, I don't, I don't think. I think, smart to do I think that. there's other players that you can get that aren't for just this season, or maybe further in the timeline. Um, you could uh, maybe do a Chris Paul trade. Um, I think you got at least. I mean, you had at least three or more years of contract on Chris Paul. Send yeah, Jeremy um, Grant back. Um, I think to Casey. Or I think you could do a Danilo Gallinari trade. Um, I think having him around Jokic would be an awesome. Would trade. you then send Millsap back then? They already had Daniel Gallinari around him. They That's did. where he came from. They did. They used to have him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I, think, I think the Nuggets are going to play it safe. They're not going to do anything. They've developed now. all of their entire... Um, honestly, I watched a really cool video on the Nuggets and how they got to be where they are from uh, like the late 2000s to now. And almost everybody on their team was not with their pick, except right. for Nikola Jokic, who was a second-rounder. Everybody on their team is not with from their pick, except for Jokic. I, yeah. I, I think that if they do nothing, they are not NBA champions. Period. It's gonna. They're not gonna win it this year. I think they're gonna get out in maybe the first or the, the second round, possibly. Well, Eastern well, Conference Final or Western Conference Finals would be, I think, their ceiling. Well, I, I know you talk about how they have a bunch of young players, but also one of the more crucial players to their success is Paul Millsap, who's like thirty-five. 34. Okay, Google. How old is Paul Millsap? Paul Millsap is 34 years old. But, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see man. It's, I don't think they're going to make a move. I don't think they are. No. Um, Rounding it out. Lakers. Those Lakers. Lost a tough game to the Magic last night. I caught the end of that. Honestly, that was... down 20 in the third quarter, came Ooh. back, and ended up losing. I have one more Denver suggestion. CJ McCollum. Yeah, that's. I think if the Blazers are trading CJ McCollum, they're agreeing to blow it up. Right. So that's a big if. Yeah, I mean that means I gotta find. Hell, Carmelo Anthony. Why not? No, fuck that. Back to you know you know you know who's. Hey man, you're telling Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. And you know who's sitting on his couch drinking Hennessy, not doing anything? J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, baby, get the boys back together. Let's go. AI come out of retirement. Hell yeah. <laughs> Lakers top of the West, thirty-three and eight, nine and one. Their last ten, obviously lost last night to the Magic, because um, LeBron and KCP both got blocked by the rim on dunks Dude, that in was the last four minutes of the game. Sad. Yeah, but uh, you could do Gary Harris and Jeremy Grant. Stop trying to make this. Stop trying to make this trade happen, man. It's not happening. You could do Gary Harris. We're on to the Lakers now, Sam. Lakers again. I think they're just gonna. If they can get to Iguodala, they might go for it. But other than that, I don't really see the Lakers making a whole lot of moves no, at this point. I think, point. I think, I think I the think, Lakers are built how they're built. I think this is what it is. They're playing well. Maybe like Darren Collison. Yeah, they're playing well. They, 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 open? they blew out the Thunder without Anthony Davis and LeBron, which was impressive to see. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma looked look good. So, really good. So. Yeah, they have – I'm looking at 16 players right now. I think DeMarcus Cousins is on that IR spot. All right. Uh, so they got 15, Talon Horton and Devontae uh, 
Kako, or whatever. Yeah, they could wave. They're probably those. that. They might be that. Those might be their two-way players. Right. Okay. Uh, Jared Dudley, Quinn Cook, Troy Daniels. You you could wave Jared Dudley. Uh, I the guy like, plays. I kind of like Jared Dudley. The guy I plays. You're gonna wave anyone. It's gonna be Troy Daniels. Yeah. You well, see him play yesterday though. Fair. It was like five for eight from three. Hey, he's a good shooter. He's a good shooter. I just I just think he's you know I don't know. Again, I, I just don't think they're they're doing much with this team at this point. I like this team though. It's uh, it's a complete piecemeal piecemeal team, but it's it works. Jeez. Yeah, and it, and when everyone like with with KCP playing well, and if Danny Green continues to play well, and if Demarcus Cousins if he comes back in playoff Marcus time, Cousins who knows with that? Back, who knows? So maybe that's why they don't bring anybody. I, you know, it's... But we'll see. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So, uh, we kind of covered all the trade talks there. We went over who we think, where we think people are going to move. We know who's, I think, going to be in the uh, uh, playoffs. Yeah. Um, On to the worth mentionings. On to worth mentioning, boys. I only got one. Uh, Vince Carter, did we understand this? The first player to play in four decades. Yeah. I can't remember if we, we mentioned that last time or not, but he is... Uh, First player to play in four decades. Ken Jennings won the uh, Jeopardy Tournament of Goats, and uh, the Utah Jazz sent him two jerseys, a Ken Jennings jersey and a goat jersey, both number one, because he's from Utah. I didn't know he's from Utah. There you go. He's a Mormon. Hold on. BYU. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, LeBron James moved up in all-time assists. He's like number... Past IT? Yeah. Yeah, man. He's uh, number eight now, right behind Chris Paul. Like over, just over 9,000. Just, it's over 9,000! Oh, I've got, I've got a... Worth mentioning that I... That I really like. More Christmas themes. So you guys remember that... Uh, that commercial, it was like... Harden and Curry and Durant and probably yeah, Kyrie, I mean, where they, they yeah. switched. Did you see the uh, the brick version? Yeah, I did. No. Where, you didn't see the brick version? No. So they made one of people bricking three-point shots. And the five people shooting are Marcus Smart, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, Alonzo Ball, and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Harden comes up and dunks it at the end. But I thought they someone just, like, you know, used... I don't know, CGI and whatnot to alter everything. But I thought yeah, that was just funny good. that they made a brick version of it and they picked a picked a great starting five for that awesome. brick. So we talked about the uh, the Thunder and how they were the, uh, the supposed winners uh, or losers of that you know, Victor Oladipo trade. Let me go ahead and take wind the clocks back to see how it all started, what they got out of it, and just that whole beautiful genius or whatever it is, accident that it was. Um, so it all started by trading Serge Ibaka to the Orlando Magic. So Serge Ibaka, great rim runner, great blocker, um, was on the 2012 um, Western Conference champ team when they went to the finals and lost to the Heat. Um, they ended up trading him to the Magic and received Victor Lodipo, uh Ilya Sova, Draft rights to DeMontis Sabonis. So we got all of that. The Thunder received. The Thunder then traded to 
uh, Indiana, Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis for Paul George. From there, they traded Paul George to the Clippers to receive Shai Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, 2022 uh, LA first-round pick, 2024 LA first-round pick, 2026 LA first-round pick, 2021 Miami first-round pick, uh, 2023 Miami first-round pick, and 2023 and 2025 pick swaps. All of that for Paul George. Also, So overall, Serge Ibaka turned into everything I just said. On a side note, the Thunder traded Ilyasova in a project first to Philly for Jeremiah Grant. Grant was then traded to Denver for a different 2020 first round. So they basically just swapped picks for and lost Ilyasova. But in all, they traded Serge Ibaka for like one, two, three, like nine different things. Two players and seven picks. That is pretty cool. Holy crap. I mean, Serge is that good of a player. I guess so, man. Really? Doing, he's maybe that's the reason why the the Raptors are still still surviving, um, but yeah, Dwayne uh, Dwayne Wade, the Heat are retiring his jersey over three day ceremony from February twenty first to yeah. the twenty third. Not even Kobe got that. That's that's some that's some treatment right there. Number yeah. three getting the getting the three treatment. Um. When Devin Booker is on the court, the Suns have a 113.3 offensive ranking, and that is fourth in the league. That would rank fourth in the league behind Dallas, Houston, and Milwaukee. When Booker is off the court, their offensive rating drops to 101.0, and that would rank dead last behind the Golden State Warriors by a wide margin. Wow. Get that man some help. Right. Uh, Jay Buckets and TJ Warren got into a little scuff. Little scuffle. TJ Warren was guarding uh, Buck Butler pretty hard, and um, oh, I guess yeah. they were talking some trash and whatnot. And Jimmy Butler goes back into TJ Warren, and TJ Warren starts chirping at him and giving them like clapping at him. He gets double tech, gets ejected. Jimmy Butler gives him a kiss and blows a goodbye, and it's just all glorious. And at the end of it, Jimmy Says Butler's you're not like, in my league. Don't, "Don't put him on me. You don't want him on me." So, everybody circle your calendars. March 20th, it's going to be the Heat at Indiana Pacers, and it's going to be great. Cannot wait to see that game. We might might have to look into tickets for that game. uh, They're very cheap. I I looked. $16. D-Rose has accepted an invitation to be in the NBA skills competition. Who did? Derrick Rose. D-Rose! God, I love that guy. Oh. So this is a couple weeks old, but Nikola Jokic in the first 19 games was 14.9 points, 10 rebounds, 6.2 assists on 45 from the field and 22 from three. But in the following 17 games, 23.4, 9.5, and 6.6 on 55 from the field and 40 from three. That's a bit of an improvement. Yeah, just a bit. Not too shabby. Uh, let's see here. So Ennis Cantor. This guy is not very well liked in Turkey, as some of you might know. And when they play (laughs) the games, uh, Celtics games in Turkey, they will try to censor him out by putting a black box over him. And it's really fun to watch because they're really bad at it. They'll go and run. And it's just like someone trying to put like a sticker to where he's at, like whack-a-mole. And... It's just, I don't know what it says. It has something in Turkish. It's a, it's a sensor, but it spells it in Turkish. Okay. I was just like, that's really not worth like, succeeding here. Ooh. But it's, uh, this is a kind of funny. little development here. Uh, 
I didn't see this on the view. I said Jamal Murray will be out for the Hornets for the or for the Nuggets for the foreseeable future. Ooh. After hurting his ankle, left ankle in the win over Charlotte. So Got just up. something to keep an eye on. No bueno. No bueno. Um, so the Lakers had a half court shot, and one of the fans made it. So he gets a hundred thousand dollars. Pretty pretty good deal, right? Right. Well, you know the Knicks also had a fan shoot a half court shot, and he made it. But what he yeah. got was a thousand dollars in scratch offs. Wait, how much did the to Lakers fan make? Hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand. The scratch offs. Anyone want four five hundred and forty seven dollars? Yes, but look at the ceiling of those scratch offs. Like, it, we don't know what kind Each of scratch offs. Each individual one could have won them twenty thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. That's two million dollars yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. I take that deal. <laughs> Sorry, it was five hundred seventy dollars. And, and at the end of the day. You did it for free anyway, so it's a it's a win. You made money. Yeah, you didn't want to. You didn't get a hundred grand, which would have been nice, but you know. He's like, okay, I was sort of like, what the fuck, man? Some dude just won a thousand, hundred thousand dollars doing the same shit in L.A. and I get some bum ass lottery tickets. Still a blessing, though. Still <laughs> a blessing. Stay humble. I mean, I take five hundred forty seven dollars. Five hundred. I got five hundred seventy dollars. Oh, five. I take an extra five hundred seventy dollars. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know what I'd buy. Would you buy? Oh, don't even tell me. God damn it. 570 times four in gumballs. 2,280 gumballs? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, anyway, anyone got anything else before I do have it one gets other more thing. out of hand? George Hill of the Milwaukee Bucks, who we're watching right now, is on track for a record breaking three point shooting season. He, I knew he his was last season, in percentage. His last season. 2018-2019, he shot 31.4%. This season, 51.3%. If sustained, it would be the largest single-season improvement in a player's three-point percentage in NBA history. Wow. What's the uh, what's the game minimum here? Uh, because all I'm saying is that Ben Brooke Simmons Lopez? was 0% last year and is currently 50% this year. Oh. <laughs> because he shot four... Two from the corner he made, two from half court he missed. So right now, as cool as that is. He's made this, two threes this year? Yeah, both from when the corner. When did he make the second one? A couple of days at, a couple of games after he made the first. Okay. He's 50% right now, I'm pretty sure from I don't know if there's like a shot minimum, there's but but Four. right now, right now, Ben Simmons or or Dwight Howard, I'm pretty sure it's three for three on threes this year. Fucking <laughs> Andre Drummond's made a couple. Tristan Thompson made one. Late Tristan, Tristan Thompson yeah. might be 100, 0 to 100%. No, he's missed one. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Like, hey, There has to be some sort of volume there. Jesus. All right, uh, anybody's underrated jersey that you guys would buy this uh, these real, couple weeks? Real quick. Um, real quick, like, lightning round. I really like the... Pistons racing stripe jerseys. I, may have said I do. I love the. I think oh, the, oh, the Pistons ones. Uh, I think uh, Seiko Deambo is uh, after that when he murdered Tristan Thompson. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into him now. That was cool. I'm into him now. Nathaniel, you got Did anyone say uh, MPJ's Denver jersey? Mike Porter Jr. That's a good one. That's you a good one. He's been putting up safe buckets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta yeah, do yeah, the black rainbow, baby. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Fuck yeah. You gotta do it. Um, Mason, I'm gonna go with Jordan Clarkson. The purple with the mountains. Purple with the fucking mountains. Hell yeah. All right. Underrated jersey, baby. Fuck it, Patrick McCall. 
<laughs> Change your mind to Patrick McCaw. Whatever team he's on next year, I'm buying it because that's going to be a, cha- a championship jersey. <laughs> You're delusional. You think the Raptors win it again this year? Uh, they have to. They have Patrick McCaw. He's never lost. All right, and with that closes another riveting episode. Good God. Just to tip off. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.